Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. Today we are interviewing an amazing woman who is doing amazing work. Ariana Jackson is joining us today and she's sharing her journey of creating direct care facilities through her agency and how she's now shifted to coaching others who are interested in opening their own direct care facility as well. Ariana is a wife, a mom of three rambunctious kiddos, a coffee drinker, and avid Peloton cyclist. She's a former direct support professional by way of a therapeutic foster parent. In the past, Ariana was burnt out, frustrated, and overwhelmed while trying to understand how to get her business in care started. After identifying her strengths of advocacy, connection, and communication, she began putting the foundation in place to elevate as a direct support professional, leading her to become the CEO and co-founder of a home and community-based agency. Now, Ariana's made it her business to help navigate and start their direct care business, along with projecting growth, allowing them to scale so they can build wealth while positively impacting their local community. Today's interview shows you just what can happen when you build a business based on faith and passion and create a business that is having such massive repercussion to the youths in our world. I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Today, my guest is Ariana Jackson, and she is building a really interesting business, my friends. Ariane, tell us a little bit about how you got started supporting other businesses that are in the direct care business. Of course. So I actually got started as a therapeutic foster parent. I got started back in 2013. I was a foster parent for six, seven years. And once I went through all of that, and that's a whole nother story in itself, but me and my husband, Douglas, we adopted our daughter and we shut down our therapeutic home, opened up our assisted living home, actually opened that with a business partner and close friend. We opened that because he had a youth in his home who was aging out of the foster care program and he was going to be homeless and he was on the spectrum. And so we started our first home in support of him. That journey in getting open was very difficult. It was a long one. We didn't necessarily know what we were doing. A lot of people in this business are really tight-lipped and don't want to really help you out because they see you as competition. So it was a big struggle. And going through that process, we've been in business for four years now. I really, really wanted to reach across state lines and help people in other communities serve their community, right? And I know that it's just so hard to find the information and it's so confusing with state policies, procedures, regulations, requirements, 
all of the above. And so I started my group. I started my Facebook group called Direct Care CEO and started inviting people in and my first masterclass in January. And I've just been working in my group ever since and providing training and opportunities for people to learn more. That's amazing. Help help me with a couple definitions here, just so that we're clear about the depth mm-hmm. and importance of the work that you're doing. Tell me about the difference between a foster care home and a therapeutic foster care home. Absolutely. So a foster care home is a home that is traditionally just licensed with the Office of Children's Services in your state, and you hold a license with them. You don't really have any supports. The youth who you serve do not have much support themselves. A lot of it solely relies on the foster parent. And a lot of times the youth will have traumatic experiences and behaviors and whatnot that come of that, and they fall through the gaps. Mm-hmm. Now, therapeutic foster parenting or therapeutic foster parent, you still have a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> you are dealing with youth who have been traumatized and living with trauma, who have mental health and behavioral challenges, cognitive deficits, you're working with an agency that provides therapeutic care and wrap services to really support that youth and help them transform and navigate through the program. There's therapies involved. There's an extensive amount more training that you have to do as a therapeutic foster parent versus a traditional foster parent. And the reimbursement rates are very, very, very different. A traditional foster parent, your reimbursement rate is a lot lower, but you still have everything that you have to do on your plate. And a therapeutic foster parent is much higher because the agency itself is billing Medicaid for the service. So it's a a reimbursement thing that's also really big, too. In a nutshell, that's the biggest difference. Right. And so is that why there's so much competition or why people are remaining tight-lipped about how to open other therapeutic foster homes? With a therapeutic foster home, I don't think people really know that there is that service out there. You know, I don't think that they understand how to get involved and how to become, and they, they just lump foster care all in the same thing. And it's it's just not the case. Every mm-hmm. state, city has an agency that you can get involved with and partner with to become a therapeutic foster parent. Now, I will say, It's very difficult when you have a family and you're trying to raise children and you're bringing children in who have significant behaviors, significant behaviors. So I don't want people to think, oh, wow, you know, I'll just go do this. And you know what I mean? It's challenging. It's a lot of work and you have to have an extreme amount of passion for it because money is money, right? You know what I mean? It's you're getting reimbursed, but that's nothing when you're dealing with a blowout. You know what I mean? Wow. And so when people are coming to you for support or to learn how to run their own business, what are sort of the main elements that they are needing to understand? Or how are you supporting them? Tell us a little bit about your program. When people come to me, they want to open up a group home, assisted living home, something of that nature. I started with really teaching them exactly what I do right? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted Mm -hmm. to be fully transparent. And Mm -hmm. what I do is more advanced, billing Medicaid, doing those type of things. And so I really had a learning curve with what I'm instructing people. 
And so right now, my masterclass that I'm currently running is how to build wealth through assisted living without the overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And they come to that masterclass and they learn the framework of how to get licensed, how to plan, how to scale and grow, how to manage a team. They're coming and getting all of that. And what I believe sets me apart from other coaches out there that may do the same thing is I'm building this component in for not only starting, but for the future, right? The future to grow and to scale and to implement Mm -hmm. systems in your business. I'm not just showing you, hey, this is how you get licensed. Because if you don't have relationships in your community, you don't have your right branding, you don't have your right marketing plan or projections, you will not grow. (laughs) I don't care if you get licensed or not. So that's really the framework of what I'm doing in that masterclass, which you can come and learn. And then you can have the opportunity to work with me. Yeah, fantastic. What about you in terms of your growth when you were opening up some of the homes that you run? What were some of the biggest challenges that you were faced with? And then how did you work around them? Wow. We were thrown several curveballs in the licensing process. When we first started, we thought we were going to just get licensed and then contract with the agency. They were going to funnel us to refer us clients and everything was good. The state, however, the day after we were licensed, so we got a place, got it furnished, did the application, got the right insurances, paid all the fees, and we got our license, right? And the day after that, the state came back and said, oh no, you're no longer able to affiliate. You must become certified through the state, licensed, then certified to provide these services. And here's the mound of paperwork that you have to do. Oh, Oh and I don't even know if you're qualified to do it. (laughs) Why did they make the shift? Did they have a system error on their part? From their side of it, they wanted group homes to be responsible or assisted living homes to be responsible for their residents and not letting it funnel through another agency and that agency not providing over oversight. So they had a really great reason for it. And honestly, it was something that we wanted to do, but three to five years down the line. Mm -hmm. And here we are 90 days into our business and they said, (laughs) oh, hey, by the way, this is what you have to do. And I literally felt like the sky was falling, like we've made all this investments and this money and what are we going to do? But we did it. You know, we had to definitely reach out of our comfort zone. We asked mm-hmm. a lot of people for, for help and mm-hmm. we got denied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot Seriously. of people told us no. The first yes. time you got denied. As far as with asking for help, like right. asking oh, I other see. people I see. for help. Yeah, yeah, we passed our licensing the first time. Right. But it took us six weeks to even turn our application in. Once it was in, it took another six weeks to hear anything back. And then it took another four weeks to even get approved. And that was with a lot of back and forth. So it was definitely a curveball. But one thing I've learned, Sheila, is when you get those curveballs, you can either sink and you can be filled with fear and then just stop in your tracks, or you can keep going, you can pray and you can keep pursuing what, what your end goal is. And I believe if you're willing to learn and to pivot and to do the hard required things that God Mm -hmm. will provide. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened. 
And, and I just remember telling my business partner, I was like, if we're going to go out, we're going to go out with a bang. I'm going to do everything in my power to promote my business, to promote our company before we even get licensed. And that was a saving grace, that yeah. grit, drive and determination. Once we were certified, we got our client placed within 24 hours. We got a call. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of how that, that worked out. But that was one of the first things in business that was a hard punch because you think you plan and you plan. And at the end of the day, we can't control the different elements around us. We can only control ourselves and our beings. And so we have to have faith in that what we're doing and we have to have a passion for it so that that drive won't die. Those are the two words that really keep sort of floating around my head as you're talking. One is faith. And I think faith mm -hmm. in for you, God, and in a higher spirit and for other people, you know, whatever they believe in. But then also just trusting, you know, trusting yeah. that this is going to work out. And, and then the other piece of it is the passion. Where does the passion come from for helping these young kids, the older kids, the young adults who really have life stacked up against them? Where does that passion come from, Ariana? So it's very interesting because for me, I have a bigger family. I'm one in six kids. My mom had a daycare. <laughs> oh, she's for a many, superstar. Many, many years. <laughs> yes, she is. For many years. And I never saw myself in this, in this field, this arena. Mm -hmm. I saw myself as like more of a corporate head of like a mm -hmm. bigger company. I didn't see myself here. I've worked at law firms. I worked in finance. <laughs> I didn't see myself here. And so my husband worked on the slope at the time and he was home for three weeks. We had a nice big house, no children of our own. And so I said, well, why don't we, you know, give back to the community and become foster parents, mm -hmm. especially since he was gone for three weeks. I live 45 minutes away from all my family. Yeah. It was just me and my dog at the house. And I was like, I was lonely and I wanted, you know, kids to be able to enjoy our house and our property. And so we became foster parents. And then nine months later, I learned about therapeutic foster care. Mm -hmm. Because my first placement that we got, she was a beautiful little girl. She was six years old, had been through so much trauma. And the way she was introduced to me, it was horrific. You know, she had just been pulled from her family. She was brought to the Office of Children's Services. They called me. I came rushing over there. She was terrified. You could see it in her face. She stayed with us for four nights and then they transitioned her, not even transitioned, picked her up and brought her to a family member's house who they assumed maybe knew about the perpetration that was going on. They weren't exactly 100% sure, but since they were family, they moved her there. That moment changed me mm -hmm. because I said, I no longer want to serve as a boarding home, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to provide a bed, a pillow, and a meal. I want to provide long-lasting change. And that's when I learned about therapeutic foster care. And I was just like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I filled out the application. We, we, me and my husband did the training and it was very extensive. And about two weeks after we finished that process, we had our first placement. And so that first therapeutic placement was kind of the first day of the rest of my life because I wind up adopting that first placement, her sister, 
And so I'm still tied to that very first placement that we received with therapeutic foster care. Yeah. What a beautiful story. And I think it's just (laughs) such a blessing that there are people in the world that are doing the work that you're doing because that's, I mean, our youth is our future, right? And then if we don't take care of them, what does the future hold? And there's too many kids that are, oh, I can probably get into tears right now, but I'm not going to because this is about your business (laughs) journey. But I just, you know, when you build that business based so deeply on passion and on faith and just trusting that you'll get through the red tape and the bureaucracy and the Mm -hmm. system. And, you know, what I love is that now you're helping other people navigate this chaotic system to help others. What is some of the biggest lessons that you would share with other people that are interested in doing this line of work and opening these kinds of homes? Absolutely. The biggest thing I would say is, you know, you have to be in it for the right reason. You have to want to genuinely serve your community. And if you want to make money, true money, if you want to build wealth, then you have to plan. And it doesn't stop just because you've opened your doors and you've accepted your first resident. You have to look at ways to grow and to be innovative and to set yourself apart. Because if you don't, you'll be burned out and you will be overwhelmed because a lot of people, they get into this business, but they don't treat it like a business. So that's what I would say. I've always looked at my small, tiny little agency from day one as a bigger agency. And I've always said, what would they do? What systems would they put in place? How would they hire? And that's really how I, we set ourselves apart and we developed this really awesome resident client experience for our folks. And that's Mm -hmm. really our tagline is quality Mm -hmm. of life for all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to say, you know, you've done what you teach, you've achieved, you have a couple Mm -hmm. houses, a couple homes that are running, you are more of an agency now style business. How do you maintain the same standard of care that you would bring to the house? It's all about pouring into your staff. It's all about pouring Mm -hmm. into your staff. It's all about training your staff. It's all Mm -hmm. about having the right security measures in place. And then not Mm -hmm. being afraid to go in and do the work yourself. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I'll go in the home and pull a shift. I'll go in the home and do whatever I need to do. Yeah, it's, it's about pouring into your staff and letting your residents, their guardians, their care coordinators, all of the above really know that you have a relationship with them. Because at the end of the day, when you're marketing, you're selling yourself. You're not selling your staff. You're not selling the home and the structure. You're selling your service, what you provide, how you are going to make sure that resident is treated and cared for. That's amazing. I think the training of the staff must be a big chunk of your time making sure they're aligned with your values, that their standards of care are in alignment with your companies. What does that look like for you on a regular basis? As the CEO of this agency, what does your trainings look like, your involvement in it? What would be a typical week? uh, Oh my gosh, a week? I don't know if we're going to be able to sit here and talk about a full (laughs) week. There's a lot that goes on in a week. But it consists of the day-to-day operations of the business, making sure the plan of cares are still current, making sure the authorizations are still there, making sure that the relationships are still being built and that my clients are all taken care of or meeting certification requirements on the back end. 
we're meeting licensing requirements on the front end with COVID has added a whole nother layer mm-hmm. of dotting yeah. the I's and crossing the T's. But really, I am the program administrator of all of our programs that we have. And so, you know, making sure those are running smoothly, making sure that we're in compliance is a big part of it, bringing on new staff, weeding out applicants that are not a good mm-hmm. fit. And hiring and staffing is a big deal right now mm-hmm. because it's really hard to get people who want to work and who are going to be great caregivers. And so that that is a challenging part and we just keep rolling with it. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So what's next for you? Where are you going next, either with your agency or with your coaching business? With our coaching, I mean, I don't even know what's next. I'm just taking it one step at a time. Doing my masterclass, I'm actually hosting that on the 30th. So that's going to be really good. I'm building my first program, you know, built out program where I'm helping people really get a full vision of what they need to do to become successful and build well. And the program is called the Paid to Care Project, and it's assisted living startup. And the reason why I came up with the title of Paid to Care is because I was always told anytime I brought concerns to an agency or to the Office of Children's Services, their first line to me is, or was, you're paid to do this. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, because you're coming at it from a money standpoint, right? You're paid to do this. So when I was thinking of the, you know, title for the signature program, I wanted it to be paid to care. (laughs) So paid to care, assisted living startup is what it is. So that's what's going on for coaching. And as far as my agency, as far as providing care to clients, I'm going to continue to provide care. I'm going to continue to meet the needs of my community and let the community tell me which direction to go. I think that's a big, big focus that people need to look at is stop trying to branch out in different areas if there's not a need. Yeah. Right. Let the community tell you what they need. Mm -hmm. Final question Mm -hmm. before I let you go, go back to when you started all this, go back to that day where you're like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. What do you know now that you wish you had known then? Wow. Okay. When I originally wanted to start, Mm -hmm. it took me two years to pull the trigger. And What I would tell somebody is if they want to start, start, you know what I mean? Go online, look for resources, find someone that has done it before you, ask them to mentor you, get into their program. If they have one, they don't just ask them to mentor you and follow their lead. You know what I mean? Like Mm. do that because if you put it off, guess what? Time doesn't stand still. And it's going to be six months, it's going to be two years down the road, and you're still going to have that desire, but you're not going to be any further along. So take the leap, believe in yourself, believe that God has a plan for you and that you are meant to be exactly where you are and say yes. What beautiful words. Well, thank you for doing the work that you do and for also helping others so that this can become a larger part of our society so we can take better care of the next generation. Ariana, people are going to want to follow you. They're going to want to connect with you. Your program's called Paid to Care. Where can we find you to learn more about you? Absolutely. You can go to the Direct Care CEO Facebook group and you can just, you can search it on Facebook. Definitely join that. I'm on Instagram at Miss Ariana J. 
My website is MissArianaJ.com. You can check me out there. And yeah, those are all the places. Amazing. We'll put all those links in the show notes, Ariana. Thank you for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. And just thank what you. a fantastic work that you do. Thank you for doing the work that you do. Thank you. We'll talk thank to you. Soon. All right. Bye-bye. If your marketing efforts and sales funnels are not getting you the returns that you really want, and if you're ready to turn your ambitious dreams into profitable results, then the Business Accelerator is here to help you. The Business Accelerator is our newest program that is designed to help you create your clearly defined core offer. You already have a core offer, you tell me. I get it. I'm sure you do. But unless your sales and marketing are converting at exactly the conversion rates that you desire, then there is an opportunity to refine and strengthen your core offer so you start earning the revenue that will match the lifestyle that you truly desire. So maybe you have a business that's earning money, but it's not enough to support the lifestyle that you desire. Or maybe you're feeling burnt out by a constant churn of one-on-one work. Maybe you're at that point where you want to build a team, but you find the thought terrifying and you don't know what you're going to hire them to do. Or you keep trying new things that are not producing the results that you want. The Business Accelerator is here to help. It's here to help you bust through those plateaus, move past your roadblocks, and create a core offer that will set you up for growth, fulfillment, and success. We're going to peel back the layers of your business and likely ditch what isn't working or serving you and really beef up what is helping you get where you want to go. Then we're going to create a rock-solid core offer, which is the cornerstone of a profitable and successful business that is aligned with your goals and values. And then finally, we're going to map out a plan to leverage your business so you can create the freedom, fulfillment, and results you've always dreamed of. This business accelerator is the first step if you're wanting to shift from being a solo entrepreneur into a profitable and thriving six and seven figure CEO. In order to learn more, go visit the Road to Seven website and click on the Business Accelerator program. If you know you want in or you want to talk about it, just simply book a business booster session. The link is down in the show notes below and it would be an honor to talk with you and about your business to see if the Business Accelerator is your next best move.